Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I reckon is recording. Oh my God. The anxiety of me watching that throughout <laughs> is going to be overwhelming. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast right now. Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week I'm joined by a different co-host to talk all about that bass. So, everybody listening at home, you know what time it is. This week I am very lucky to be joined by the terrifically talented tone tickler youtube sensation and my inspiration it's patrick hunter everybody round of applause whatever no don't you dare put me up like that and put yourself down you sweet man <laughs> you quit that right now i've just done the most british thing ever just put myself down straight away <laughs> <laughs> and i won't allow it oh thank you raise me You're back up sweet man <laughs> oh, no you, you need to take it man you need to take it because you need to fucking take it um because <laughs> you know it's you're i get compared to you a lot and see i if i were you i'd take it as a compliment <laughs> that's literally how so the the way i initially even found your channel was um someone had said hey this british version of you already made a video on this and it was the uh the harley benton rb414 the yeah. rickenbacker yeah and then from there like i saw your channel and i was just like holy shit he kind of is this is badass <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the visual representation is kind of you know uh when i had my like shaved head and a beard i was closer <laughs> yeah but, uh, um but yeah i i in early days i i get compared to you so much and because honestly like I I love YouTube and I love bass, but oh my god, the lack of pick playing on YouTube is is just criminal. And that's I, and yeah. when people play with a pick, they'll they'll palm mute it or play super light, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, that's useful to some, but it's really not useful to me. I like people yeah. that absolutely, you know, ferociously abuse that string, which uh, it's like you, it's an instrument; it's meant to be played. Exactly. I was just gonna say you are one of those abusers. So. Uh, <laughs> um so so yeah so yeah thank you for for helping me kickstart by in by you know being the inspiration for all of us patrick no of course. thanks man um, i appreciate that now enough of uh blowing and hot air up your bum uh let's <laughs> move on to the first three questions which i like to ask all of our co-hosts that come on um and the first one is it's a tough one it's choosing just three words to describe your bass playing. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that was three. I went through oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um loud, 
abrasive. Mm. Swirly. Oh, I like using choruses a lot. I mm. love chorus. I think that's like my favorite effect. And just but with bass, it works so well in a mix. I think yeah. also uh, because when my fiance and I first started dating, I, I had heard The Cure before and I knew how much of a like a legacy they already had on so many of my favorite artists already. Mm. But then when I listened to more and more of them, like as like our relationship grew, I was just like, holy shit. It's just that swollen, like just chorusy bass that's always going through it. And I love it. Yeah, man. Like chorus, apart from like distortion, overdrive, maybe fuzz, um, chorus is the only like actual effect I've used in a song before. Because <laughs> normally, yeah. I'm, you know, I want a consistent sound and I'm just laying it down. Um, and so I don't normally go that crazy with effects, but chorus can just help you, even though sometimes it can suck the low end of it, it just helps you poke out sometimes mm -hmm. in certain areas. And like a verse bit, chords with chorus as well. And and then mix it in with some distortion. Yes, oh, exactly. Dang. Especially like uh, in my old band when we would play live because we were just a three piece. Mm. So like my one goal was to run around stage as much as I could, then jet back to my microphone for the harmony parts, not fall. And then also just make as much noise as possible, because especially when you're playing with a four piece, five piece, whatever, you want to fill in as much sound as possible. And yeah. Muse is like probably my favorite band of all time and definitely my biggest inspiration just because of the riffs that Matt and Chris have created over the last two decades or whatever. Yeah. Like literally since Showbiz, their first album, I was, oh my God, just fell in love with it. And it, so there's one of those things I didn't even realize that they were such an inspiration to me until I started really playing. Until you started playing and then you thought, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. And and a three piece, you know, it's huge mm -hmm. sound. I, I know it's uh, probably not, not just them, you know, in, in recording and things like that, but it's massive. And of the role of a bass player in a three piece is totally different to uh, when you've got two guitars, you know, because they've oh, yeah. got a rhythm, melody, and two different things going on. Uh, the the role that you have is totally different, and I really want to be in a three piece for my, in my next band, honestly, because I want the excuse to buy lots of gear and do it. <laughs> do yes, that. do it. Hey, that's why I started. The, that's honestly why I started the channel is because I wanted to buy that Harley Benton Rickenbacker that we said, and uh, and I was like, mm, I don't really need this. I know I'll make a video on it. <laughs> See, like, yeah. that's that's literally what YouTube is, and then you can be like, hmm, tax cut right there, bam, good. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's uh, for an expect business expense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So that you know, these are quick fire questions, and you know, we're already off to a good start. <laughs> nice and long answer. Great. Um. So the second uh question that we'd like to ask is, and I think I know the answer to this one is, <laughs> what is your number one bass? It's a made in Mexico sage green jazz bass from like. 2002 i think i dated it back or whatever that i got used oh, probably like eight years ago now has it really been that long wow damn hell i mean i'm getting 30 my memory is going blank anyway so <laughs> but it's a mim just a sage green jazz bass uh that the previous owner had put a man in mexico fender 
Mark Hoppus P bass neck on. Oh. Um, and I didn't realize that when I bought it. And they also put on uh, Seymour Duncan Quarter Pounders. Really, the only thing I've done to the actual bass itself is added uh, DiMarzio Clip Locks Trap Locks. And that's it. And it's just a chunky P bass neck, but with really thick and just massive sounding J bass pickups. And of course, you get more versatility. You can roll off the front pickup, roll off the back one if you want. You know, everything in between that. And that bass, I think I've pretty much recorded every single song uh, with that bass. And, and I, I, yeah, I knew it, you were going to say that one because it's, it's, <laughs> it's iconic, you know, now. It's an it, absolute machine. It's actually, I think the first the first video I saw of yours was a, was a Dark Glass it was saying Dark Glass had posted on on their page, I think, or it might have been on my Discover or on Instagram or something. But I, and that's when I saw that bass and was like, "Holy moly, that looks incredible!" And obviously, it all sounded phenomenal. Oh, um, thanks, man. Yeah, people still ask me about it too. I'm just like, golly, like I thought people like at this point would understand, especially because <laughs> it's the color I think that mainly gets yeah, people. Yeah, I've... and of course the giant. Uh, there's a big sanded part right where your elbow rum like runs against because apparently the paint chipped and the previous owner just sanded it down to the bare wood yeah it looks, it looks cool though. as yeah. hell yeah oh yeah i love again instruments are meant to be played totally totally and with that era of made in mexico vendors is just so good the early 2000s yeah. like there are hundreds of recording studios out there with a bass or a jazz bass from that era made in mexico sat in there i've seen so yep. many people just been like yeah like this i use this for everything it's mm -hmm. never let us all you need yeah <laughs> yeah that that era is so good and uh now i want one now but yeah incredible um so the next question is why why patrick did you pick up the bass uh so I only have one sibling, and it's my older brother by about five years. Uh, we grew up in a, I guess, musical household. My dad has played guitar forever. So I remember like just messing around on it, of course, when you're a kid or whatever. Then when my brother turned 11, uh, he got this ESP LTD like bass like kit sort of thing, you know, one of the ones that comes with the amp and the strap and the like the instrument cable and everything that you need. He got that. And I, so I had to be like six. Yeah. And my brother's like my hero. So seeing him play bass, I was like, I want to play bass. A few years later, I think he sort of dropped it. But then I just sort of like started messing around with it or whatever. But then when I was, I guess, like 14 or so, I started really like actually learning stuff and being like, hey, this is a lot of fun. I really like playing this. And it just kind of went from there. And it's funny, too, because I'm left handed. I was told by many people that you have to play left-handed guitars but it's like i literally only have right-handed guitars so i'm just going to learn how to play right-handed wow i never knew that that's yeah that's amazing yeah it's oh. also it's caused a couple problems with my right hand because i'm just like man i know if i flip this bass over i'd really be able to nail like triplets with my fingers i know i could with my left hand but my right hand just feels so like Bleh. but it's okay <laughs> it's like you've been learning with a handicap the whole time so then if you remove kind that, of you might be a god yeah i am uh like the older i've gotten the more grateful i am that i learned right-handed just because of the amount of options is mm. so much oh. you know gr greater which i feel was so bad for left-handed players because it's just like guess what you get about 
twenty percent <laughs> of that, the entire honestly. catalog. Oh yeah, crazy. crazy. You've got to got to be sure about that. And like going into a music shop, you're like, and I'll try. <laughs> There's that one, two. I guess. Cool. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the hundred pound Ibanez. Okay, I'll try that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's so. I did I did a video on the the top ten brands for left handed, and like, it, was, it was slim pickings. You know. Dude, it sucks. I mean, I just feel so bad. But at the same time, it's just there's not a big demand for it. I also understand why manufacturers don't do it. 100%. Yeah, like in business terms, it, it makes total sense. For, I mean, it makes no sense for them to mass produce and create even affordable uh, versions yep. of them, which sucks. But that is that's the way it goes. Wah, wah. Um, yeah. So. Thank you so much. Um, I hope that's given everybody a picture of who you are, what you are, and how you are. Um, but, you know, they probably know that already. <laughs> Moving on to our first question. Nice. Um, so question number one comes from Callum on Instagram, who has asked, uh, what are your base goals for 2022? Now, this episode is the first episode of 2022. So there's probably going to be a couple of topics in, the, in, 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 in here that are talking about the new year and what we're excited for, etc. But base goals specifically... Um, I'll start. I've had a little think. And honestly, I think this year I just want to learn. Well, I've got a couple. I want to learn more songs. I feel like I don't know enough songs like and, mm -hmm. and the classics as well. Like I just I I'm self-taught and I learned by just fiddling around and just like putting a loop on drums and just having a play. Um, one thing that I really like to do is actually I'll go on you know there's like live streams that's just like lo-fi hip-hop for like hours yeah i'll put one of those on and like jam along to it and i'm I'm like so zen and just play on top of it yeah. i love that yeah it's so fun because then you can do whatever you want you can try and sit in the pocket which is sometimes a weird rhythm um mm -hmm. uh or and because there's all these different there's a lot of modulation in lo-fi and there's a lot of like out of tune stuff you know coming in it's a lot of potential too exactly because you can sit in there or you can do some really cool melodies and i think the things that force you out of your comfort zone are what cause you to get better so i want to do more of that yes and then learn learn songs because i definitely neglect that and i want to make more time for that in the in this year so yeah interesting so like huh so you like use loopers from like a pretty early stage of you like learning and everything or well not so much loop like like looper pedals or things like that. I, I'd like make drums on Logic or something yeah. and then just like loop them and, and just and play along. That's how I used to write songs as well. I'd be like, right, we're going to start with some drums. We'll do this. Bam, 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 bam. Exactly like that. Um, and then yeah. and then I'd like be, just go with the groove and just think, right, what, what bass line sounds cool with this? Just mess around. Oh, hell yeah, man. And, and it, do it quite organically like that. And I kind of feel like I've lost that a little bit recently. So I want to get back in that kind of groove. I can definitely understand that feeling too. And like, it's funny because uh, watching videos of bassists is cool. Obviously, I love the instrument. But to me, 
watching, I don't know if it's just because it's a rhythm thing or what, but watching a video of a drummer mm. is like next level. So any of like the guitar center, like drum offs or whatever they're called, man, I get a kick out of those. And that was like what inspires me. I, cause just like drums is just a whole other thing. That's what makes me be like, cool. I hear a beat and you're like, uh, let's just try this real quick. Uh, let's tune it down to drop B because I don't know. This is a really bad idea. And you sort of mess around with it. Yeah. I mean, heck, when I first started playing, that was like I wanted to play along to the songs that I love. That was the main thing is I was mad at myself for not being able to do it yet. But it's just like, dude, you're like 14. Of course, you can't do it yet. You're not a virtuoso by any means. And you're just sort of learning it. So like I ended up like would always just like learn. And that's actually how I learned by ear too. It was just playing along to my favorite songs slowly, but surely sort of thing, recognizing, oh, we can do this and sort of, uh, you know, recognizing where the bass sits in something and like how I can try and replicate it, separate it, and also maybe elevate it in a different kind of way too. And so it's just a lot of fun like that. So I'm really excited for you to start doing that then. Definitely do a Spotify playlist. Uh, that's what I suggest because I have one. I have a Spotify playlist of bass songs that help me warm up or just like some of my favorite songs because that's what you like to play or songs that you love usually. Yeah. So it's just like, cool. If I'm like, especially not in like the mood to really record or something, but I know I need to. There's like, hey, just play along to like a song that you really like. And there's someone there that I'm like, I can't play for shit. <laughs> but it's also like, again, like you said, takes you out of your comfort zone and makes you sort of like, all right, I have to rethink this and really work on this one section over and over and over again. Yeah, that's it's something that like gen just generally has um, held me back from a lot of things, I think, in life, you know. Um, <laughs> I think that like not being scared to challenge myself or, or come to the realization that I'm not as good at something that I thought, like I kind of get in this stage of like, I've got my, my blinders on, I'm a horse, you mm -hmm. know. Um, those at home can't see I'm doing a horse impression now. It's a very good one. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay in my lane. I know how to do this. It's my, my example I use is like to make thumbnails or to do any kind of graphic design. This is going way off piece now. Um, I will use Photoshop and not Illustrator because I'm too stubborn and afraid to admit that I don't know something. That, that's oh, the line I can't I use Illustrator for shit. So <laughs> I'm right there with yeah. you. Oh, in, in that case, I'm pressure's off i won't use it um <laughs> i'm helping our graphic designer at work right now with like an extra project that because she has like so much on her table and uh so i'm a photographer and videographer for the army and oh. i was helping her and she uses indesign i didn't even know what indesign was and it's like a, just another adobe program i'm assuming kind of similar to illustrator but yeah, i don't it's know it's kind of used in design our graphic designer in work um uses it for like creating booklets flyers leaflets that kind of thing where you can kind of it's not so creative as illustrator where you like design mm -hmm. something maybe 3d or like draw something it's very much like you know like, a bit like microsoft publisher what that used to be i suppose but yeah um bass bass yeah. guitar huh. <laughs> we're, we're both just hanging out <laughs> that's what these people pay to wait they don't pay they listen to this for free that's the problem they need to pay for the good stuff um so goals goals for 22, 22, 22. Well, you, oh yes you were talking about drums because i totally know what you mean um in the as a bass player you know 
we're very closely linked to the drum. So it makes total sense yep. as to why we are attracted to it as well. I am constantly tapping on myself and making drum beats and I love programming Same. drums. I love it. Um, I find it, I think it's really fun. Um, and uh, it can really, you know, obviously change the feel of a song and how the bass and the drums work together are some of my favorite moments in songs, you know, or like, oh, that's so good, that bit, how that works. And creating that yes, synergy that in the pocket and you're like yes exactly that's like that good pocket and you're just like oh yes that's why this podcast is called in the pocket patrick ding ding <laughs> ding he said the name i did a mic drop <laughs> oh no my mic's here um so goals for 2022 then what are some of your base goals um so i've been working on my finger strength a lot over the past year and i really want to continue to do that i'm primarily a, a pick player uh just because i love the attack but uh i just know that i need to work more on just regular plucking and also slapping i hate slapping but every once in a while you do it and you're like okay i get the appeal this is really cool it's just like slapping is just like not my thing so yeah uh, i know just like finger dexterity mainly and also getting out of my comfort zone with not only the songs and like the little demo songs that I make, but the actual videos that I make too. I kind of want to get weird with stuff. I want to do like a six string bass because I've never played a six string bass. I want to do a seven string bass because I've never played a seven string bass. I mean, hell, I played a, I got this little thing called a crappy bass a few months oh, back. Oh, that thing and is it was so two cool. strings. Dude, it was less than 200 bucks. It is so much fun. And it's hilarious because the owner of them, he emailed me after the video came out, like a few weeks after the video came out. And he was just like, hey, what's your number? I gave him my number. He called me and I was like, hey, this is Patrick. He goes, you ruined my life. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And I feel so bad because he's just a one man shop. But he said he had to cut off orders for it after the video came no out at way. 72 had to cut off orders because he was like because he takes the money first and then does mm. it he's like and i just realized how far back i was getting of course he was joking about the like you ruined my life thing yeah. but it was just like holy hell i'm so sorry <laughs> but like yeah two string bass seven string bass i just want to get weird with it because why not i want to sell also i want to sell quite a bit of my bases so i can have an excuse to be like all right now let's get weird and maybe keep that six string bass so if i can one day be like thundercat <laughs> that i can do it that is just your <laughs> come on that's just your goal eventually <laughs> i know it <laughs> that's what i was getting at the whole time <laughs> yeah and, and you know i can see it happening um the i think that's really cool and because because how many guitars have you got at the minute don't be shy too many <laughs> uh i haven't done a recent count i've also since moving to austin have tried my best to offload quite a few i still think i'm in like the upper teens though mm. like 17 it's just too many and honestly i on i obviously i don't play them all like no one with 17 instruments plays all of them equally no, no way but i think i can cut it down to like 10 a dozen and then have an excuse to be like all right cool now let's see what sort of six stringer i can get yeah and we'll talk about six stringers in a minute because you know there might be one on here that you might want to get Ooh. Oh, um so uh and with that 
we'll we'll move on to the news um, right now. Um, so this welcome. Uh, if I had some paper here, I'd give it a rustle. Hang on, I've got a, I've got a Twix packet. Welcome to the news. I got I got some paper. Oh, perfect. Tonight, this just in. Welcome to Channel Four News here. <laughs> so this week, you know, it's New Year. It's, we've had a couple of weeks off the podcast, and lots of new stuff coming out, and some interesting news as well. Um, we're actually only going to talk about one brand who have announced some new stuff. Um, and I saw you talking about this as well, Patrick. So I'm sure you'll be able to chip in on these. And that is Ibanez. Um, yeah, they've got some new stuff going on, and people are going mad about it. And so am I. Um, so we'll start off on the on the worse end and work our way up because they announced an acoustic. Eh, fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Sorry to neglect all you acoustic lovers out there. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're useless. <laughs> Whoa, the, they're the so words. useless. Yeah, no, I agree. I nearly bought one when I was young as well. And <laughs> anyway, we're giving too we're still giving too much time to the acoustic. Get out. Um <laughs> there is a new SR out premium range. Um, and it's really, really ugly. <laughs> uh it is I I'm not gonna read the whole name. I refuse to justify saying all those numbers. Um I know it's uh it's loaded with Nordstrands and it's got this horrible green color um some people out there it's going to be you know you're going to love it or hate it it's a real marmite situation very um, much have yeah. you seen these ones oh yeah because it it looks like um like a zootopia character come to life. <laughs> yeah it's like what what animal would that be i feel like it's maybe it's a yeah. turtle or something like that i i will say one thing though is i respect the hell out of ibanez because i feel they kind of do whatever the hell they want yeah well absolutely <laughs> and that's you know where some brands get stuck in a bit of a rut like and then they get into yeah. this danger zone like brands like fender and gibson uh you know they do this I, i've spoken about this before but i think it's so true they they get in the same rut of like here's this 60s reissue here's the 70s reissue it's same yeah. again 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 and i'm like oh come on give us something new and then they do people go don't like it don't want it Ooh. Stick to what you're good at, and then they back off real quick. They're like, "No, that was a that was a joke. We're only going to produce it for like two months, and then you'll never hear yeah, that again." Exactly, and it's I don't know whose fault it's the consumer's fault, really. You know that kind of thing. Well, I mean, they're the ones that are causing the demand for things, but um, but yeah, I like you say Ibanez. They're kind of in their own lane. They've got their thing going on. People are going to love them or hate them, and yeah, I respect them too because they'll just do what they want, and if it doesn't stick, they're like. It's okay. Um, you know, obviously right. with the premium range, it's upper end, so it's gonna be over a thousand. Um, and so they're probably gonna produce a bit less of them. It's maybe a bit less of a risk if they're making more money off smaller sales. You know, like I said, for some people it's really gonna be their cup of tea. Not for these two guys though. Um, but what is our cup of tea um is the there's some new models of the EHP. B, which is the headless base, um, which you had or tried demos, didn't you? Yes, I actually oh, had still it, got it. Oh. Um, because I refused to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, just charge me. <laughs> I'll take it, please. It, it's, it's a really rad base. I just need to get new pickups for it. They just have a weird, a very specific like 
not route, but just size to them. Oh, sure. Because I know Will uh, Lowen Lobster, he got uh, new ones because I hate Bartolini. Yeah, I was going to say, I think <laughs> they've just never worked no, with me. I agree. They've never worked for they, me. They, I, I don't but, really, I took a long time to come, I can kind of compare them to Aguilar because I, it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting there with Aguilar now. But um, I like something with a bit of character or like a bit of mid scoop or something like that. And then I don't like it too flat sounding. And that's what Bartolini's do to me. I just don't think that exactly. they give me anything. And as an aggr- there's no life. No. And as an aggressive pick player, we're cut from the same cloth, you know, in that sense. And yep. it just doesn't work for <laughs> us. Um, and no amount of EQ and adding things is really going to fix it. And I don't want to be doing that. I want it to sound great as it is and then have to do as exactly. little as possible and let my hands do most of the tone work, you know. Um so yeah, I agree. Bartolini is not for me. Um, I mean, I think personally, your hands and your pickups are the main sound. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I, I'm not going to ever get into tone wood wars because <laughs> one piece. Some people are really dedicated oh, to man. those. Oh man, <laughs> it's like comments. it's like the old Xbox 360 versus PS3 discussions <laughs> back in the day, and like some people are just like no because all maple sounds better and i'll give it to you a maple neck does sound a little tad bit brighter than a rosewood one you got me on that one guys but yeah it comes down to how you play your fingers and your pickups are the main thing and if your pickups suck then it it sucks definitely and i think you know i I always use this example it's if if you gave john mayer a a hello kitty strat it's going to sound phenomenal because he's a phenomenal player um it's so much about that um, I couldn't make Joe Dart's bass sound good, you know, <laughs> but put it in his hands. Oh my God. You know, what machine. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. And pickups for me, I, I want something simple and something that works. Um, but going back to the uh, EHB, they brought it out in this insane uh, natural mocha color. Dude, it looks oh, my so God. good. It looks so oh, good. Oh my God. I, I want it so badly. I'm I'm gonna have to like <laughs> shout at Ibanez until they give me one. <laughs> until, like years down the line, you know. I'm like, so you just they are so nice, man. I've heard nothing but good things about those bases, and I it got me into headless bases as well because I've never really been keen until that one, and I was like, man, that's just got so much swagger. That thing, dude, and they feel fantastic. Too. Yeah, I, I bloody bet. Um. So yeah, that looks incredible. And they've got a matte gray six string version now. So there's there's your there's your excuse, mate. You know you like it. With the weird pickups. It's got the weird pickups yeah. too. It's I don't know if you noticed that or not, oh. but uh the six string EHB for 2022 and the BTB series. Oh, they oh they got the same for 2022. It's these like rail yeah. pickups because when I saw the pictures, I was like, what? I is saw the that? BTB. And it, it's apparently the T T1 pickup. I guess it's from Ivan. Yes, it is. I was checking that earlier because I was like, what pickups are they in the B- BTB? Right. Um, and you just spoiled the next thing. Um, but, <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm looking at a picture now. Yeah, it is. I wonder how they sound. They're so cool yeah, they looking. Are. They're really sleek. I, that's what I'm very curious about. Hmm. Yeah, because I. Hmm. For these kind of like humble I imagine better bases, than... I quite like things with yeah. big magnets, like a music man, you know, um, to give you this really full sound. That's really cool. 
hmm, well, I learned something new. Um, thank you for, for saying that because it makes sense. But there is still much more to talk about with the BTB because I'll save that one to last because it's, you know, changed my opinion because I've never liked those bases. I just... Dude, I'm right yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, because the, the, the horn's like, too curvy. It's just... It's so weird. It looks like Maleficent. I think that's <laughs> her name from yeah. the Disney thing. With the, she's got the devil yeah, horns or whatever. Hundred um, percent. But man, this multi scale is it looks so, so good. good. <laughs> and in the what is it? It's a uh, oh god, how do you say that? Cerulean, Carulean? I don't know. Uh, or a burst mat. It's basically like a burst turquoise. Oh. That looks so good. I love it. I, I will say that, like, Ibanez, when I saw that they released the 2022 lineup, it, I went to, like, when I went, eventually got to the BTBs, my mouth dropped because I was just like, wow. I don't know if it's the colors that change. I don't know if I'm getting it older. And I'm like, hey, these look really good because I've openly talked mad shit about them before. <laughs> Just being like when I did the ugly base series that I, I was just like, the BTBs are ugly. And now I'm just like, OK, I get it. I think now but I think that's totally a thing, though, because I do that all the time. Like I used to like when I first started playing base, I was like, Rickenbackers, Bleh, they're disgusting. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, I take one. <laughs> I still have never played a real no, one. Neither before. have I hell let's stop the podcast right now and shut down the youtube channels because who are we what do we know <laughs> um no neither have i just never had the chance just never and if i ever did have the chance i'd always just played something else that i was thinking of buying in a shop or um because i hate wasting people's time but like that's very expensive not gonna touch that right so with with the btvs it's 37 inch scale as well which those of you who don't know normal scale is 34 inch um sometimes get a, a longer scale five string a 35 inch and i think that makes a massive difference um 37 inch these are big boys um are they going after dingwall do you think with these 100 they i think ibanez listen i also that's another thing too i think ibanez listens to mm. people um because i remember when the ehb came out People are like, oh, like, because I think it's 35 and a half or something yeah. like that. Because uh, Dingwall's full scale is like 34 to 37. So I think by them throwing the 37 on the BTB series, I think that's them being like balls in yeah. your court. Thing is, they're, sort of thing. they're going after the the heavy market because they're, you know, yeah. the, the longer your scale is, the, the better tension that low B is going to be. So it kind of, you you can afford to tune lower with thicker strings obviously um and still have that nice tension there um science physics you know um that's what right. we do and i hate five strings because of that like ex except for dingwalls i dingwall to me has the best feeling and sounding b string because i'm not a five string player i never really have been but they're a lot of fun if that b string doesn't just like <laughs> i just i don't it's just not my yeah. thing. But when when I first played a Dingwall, I was just like, oh, my this God. This is what it's meant to be like. Get... Yeah. So I think Ivan is like sort of just throwing it out there and being like, all right, BTB active. It's got everything you want. It's also 37 inches. And it's like, I 
think a thousand fifteen hundred cheaper than like Dingwall's cheapest model, the NG three. Yeah. So it's just like whoa, like they're, they're, ma- doing they're making it. big moves. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yep. it'll be Harley Benton next. You wait, they'll be yeah, yeah. Bring it on! I'm, I'm ready. Um, they are the kind. They've gone out to Rickenbacker, you know. So what's no one's safe? That's true. Um, oh, I forgot to mention another base that they've launched in this as well, which is the MD65. So it's the Mike. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say his surname. D'Antonio. That's it. I was like, is it D'Antonio? D'Antonio? I didn't see the apostrophe. <laughs> um, which is the base player for Kill Switch Engage. Uh, it's just a big base explorer, right? This mass. Yes. Uh, so I think he's been rocking like that like ex- ibanez explorer shape for god i don't even know because it's funny because i've been a huge kill switch engage fan since like 2005 maybe i remember seeing them open up for slipknot like that was like my third or fourth concert and i was in like ninth pick. grade yeah and then i remember seeing them at uh warp tour in like 2007 or something like that and I just love Kill Switch Engage. All that old metalcore, you know how it is. And I swear he's been using like an Explorer base, not like never a Gibson or Explorer or Gibson or Epiphone. I think it's always been an Ibanez one. I don't know if they used to have that shape it, regularly. I might, I might be getting confused. What's an Iceman? Ibanez uh, the Iceman's the one that Darren from uh, uh, System of a oh, Down uses yes. the guitars for System it's of a Down. A pointy horn on it. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, if you can imagine, it's. I'm mean, sure you're all googling it now. Um, it's a black and red uh, looking. It's got Seymour Duncan's in there as well, and it's got a tone button on the back. Do you see this? Was it uh, a button? Oh, it might not be a button, but the tone is on the back. That's all I saw when well, I zoomed in on the picture. Then, yeah, I don't think it. I think it is a button, you know. I don't. The diagram they've got on there is tiny. It's not like a big knob. Oh, what the heck! I see what you're talking it's about. A little blue button. That's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna try. See, if I was a, if I was like an artist for somebody and got a signature base, I'd probably try and do something like that. Because why not? It's weird. It's different. And it also is just like, hey, uh, how many times does the basis for this? metal band really need to adjust oh, well, his well, coppers, you know, just have the single volume knob. You're done. <laughs> exactly. Um, and mate, you've you've spoiled the next question as well, for God's sake. Flip an egg. <laughs> I did send it to you beforehand. God. <laughs> um yeah, really cool. I don't I'd love to I've never played like an explorer style any kind of guitar. So I'd love to hear. You know with this high mass bridge as well, Seymour Duncan's PJ configuration. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be huge sounding. Uh absolutely massive. And uh, yeah, love it. Love it. Maybe that's the weird one you can get on your channel. Hey, I'm down. Let's get in touch. Um, So the last bit of news is one that isn't necessarily bass related, but I thought it was just interesting. And I've not seen anyone else really do something like this before. Might just be me. Um, And you you know Anderton's, right? UK-based channel. Yes. Um, Huge, huge worldwide channel, you know, um, based here in Guildford. um, And they have just launched uh, Anderton's Extra, which 
I thought was really interesting. It's, uh, you know, this isn't anything new. Channels do this all the time, where it's essentially their own version of Patreon, um, where it's like an exclusive pay monthly deal and you can get access to extra behind the scenes videos, live streams, giveaways, this, you know, the deal, all, all this type of thing. Um, I just thought it was an interesting bit of news to bring along and be like, huh, they've started doing that. Like, that. They, they must be so popular now that obviously it's, you know, they've got full-time members of staff working on just that YouTube channel. Um, well, oh, yeah. yeah loads. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And uh, Johnny Extra coming soon. Uh, I'm going to start my own. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing until you brought it up. That is, I'm looking at yeah. the page for it now. Hell, I mean... It makes sense. So it says extra content, extra deals, fewer distractions. So it's like no ads, uh, which makes sense. So, I mean, if you're like, say, just one of those days where you're just going YouTube video after YouTube video, just hanging out sort of thing. I mean, I've done that. God knows how many times the ads <laughs> they add. I mean, I guess pun intended add up. So yeah. you're just like, oh, my and God, the amount because like. <laughs> I don't know about you, but the amount of companies that obviously remarket to you through YouTube ads. Oh, because they're owned by yes, Google. Oh, God. Like, I get the same Square mm -hmm. Squarespace ads. I've been getting them for like two years now. <laughs> and it's, oh my God. It's so annoying. But um guess you just I, need to use Squarespace. That's the thing, it's then, not worth I refuse now because I can't stand the sound of it. Isn't that hilarious when marketing like basically it goes full circle where you're just like, now I'm actively choosing to not only not use your service but i'm going to boycott it and tell everyone about it how much i Talk hate you because of you it on my podcast. that's the most like 2022 put down i'm gonna talk shit about you on my podcast right show me an ad will you i'm gonna go use wix <laughs> oh my god wix <laughs> um, so yeah well i say you know Anderton's good luck to him i hope it goes well and because uh, more content the better I, it, it's not necessarily that they're gatekeeping you know but i imagine there's just so much and so much stuff that you probably can't put on youtube that they might want to do um or that doesn't really serve well on youtube because you know we're all playing a bit of a game aren't we um with the stuff we put out um <laughs> that's true you gotta you gotta kind of work with it um to help that algorithm so they can kind of be a bit more free and you know be have those loyal fans be even more loyal um so yeah pretty cool that's the second channel i've seen do that yeah. too so i think as if you're big enough sort of thing and you have a big enough fan base you just sort of we've gotten to this point now where uh we're moving past needing a sponsor for quite a few yeah. things. If you're big enough and you just literally just like, fuck it, exactly. we'll do it live. Just, like we're just making our own essentially just thing. bypassing the middleman, aren't you? And just building your own infrastructure mm -hmm. in the long term, it's more sustainable because you're not giving like someone like Patreon a, a cut and Patreon's fantastic and yeah. like enables content creators such as yourself, you know, to, to have a platform, they're ready to use and to explode on and be really successful. But yeah, if you're big enough and have all the people around you to do it, then of course, yeah, you can do it. And it is becoming a trend now. And I'm seeing a lot more people uh, jump on this kind of thing. 
Um, so yeah, interesting to see if this is what the future of, of content is, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Good luck to them. I say good luck. Let's see how it goes. I, I've, I've got to say, I've signed up for it. <laughs> so I was interested to see what it'd be like. I've got the seven day free trial. I was like, so this is about, let's go. That's, I mean, it's really cool though. I, I like that they're doing it. I imagine it's like something where you could also have more personalized videos, maybe where it's like a lot more like open Q and A's, maybe more lessons yeah, and I stuff think so. like that it's, too. There's things that wouldn't necessarily huh. work on YouTube or like wouldn't, wouldn't work. For yeah. Them or like might not, they know that it's not going to get many views, but people that want to see it would find it really valuable. And the people that most want to see it are going to be those people that pay for it. And the Andertons guys just are always like the guys that are in front of the camera. Oh, they're yeah. always great. Absolutely. So good. Um, even if in their base intros, it is just two bases banging off each other. But... <laughs> <laughs> and it hurts your ears. Yeah, it's a lot to but take they're both in. Like phenomenal players. <laughs> Bless them. I love it. Um, wow. So much content. So much stuff. Let's move on to our second. Just the second question. Wow. Question number two comes in from Dan on Instagram uh, with a question that we have had before, but some questions I like to put in again because we've got a different guest or things like that. I think this question I answered on the first episode, but I I would love to hear your take on this as well. And my opinion on this is changing all the time. So no doubt I'll see this question again. Uh, and you spoiled it earlier because it is, what would your signature <laughs> base be? Um, so, so many things to take into account. Um, I so know, man. I'm going to start with like body shape. And I love all body shapes. Um, but for me, it's probably going to be, I know I quite like new things, but if we're talking like going with a brand, it's going to be like that. I quite like traditional stuff. I don't like, I like something that's different, but not too wacky, you know? Um, so Same. if I was just, just to base it on a base, then I'd probably go with a P-based body, I think. Something just really traditional, shape-looking-wise. I love how P-bases look. Um, but I would probably have, like, a P-H combination. Something like that. Oh, I um, like that. Now, I like that a lot. having said that, I wouldn't use it how you'd think. I wouldn't combine those pickups because I've... I don't really love this. You think like I love a P bass pickup and I love a music man humbucker in the bridge. Those are my two favorite pickups and positions of those pickups. Combining them on basses, I've I've never really liked the way that it sounds. Sometimes it's just like it should sound good together, and here's the best elements of both, but it doesn't really gel that well sometimes, I think. Have you played a P I have played only before? one. I will say that. Only one. I don't. I, I can't think of any models uh, off the top all, of my head that it's only like have that. Um, and my, mine was like a modded P bass that I played, um, but it's like the Harley Benton enhanced ones, is which are modeled after the Sandbergs. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you're Sandbergs, completely right. Which are the biggest brand that have those. Mm -hmm. I want to say there's some more though, like it. A Fender used to do them, but they weren't like big humbuckers. It's you know when they get like the two jazz 
single calls and put and it's a humble. It was kind of like that. yeah, they did like the modern yeah, what was it the exactly modern player that. or whatever exactly that. Jazz but they had together. one that was like I think it was American made bass that was a P bass and then that kind of pick up in in the bridge. Um, but yeah, I, I would love the ability to go from a humbucker and then the P bass pick up in the middle. I just think that they're great. And if I was to have one bass to rule them all, it would need those two sounds. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'm hogging the ground a little bit here, but uh, um, one thing about those pickups, I think I'd want the uh, the bridge pickup to be splittable. So that then I, if I could com combine them, I've got a PJ yes. configuration because who doesn't love that? Um, and exactly. It's one thing recently, and this is, you know, being very greedy and asking a lot of this pickup, <laughs> but um, I would explore the option <laughs> of having a series parallel switch as well, because I've the GNL L2000 that I've got hung up on my wall behind me. That it's. Dude, that thing sounds so sick. They're, they're great. So the being able that series parallel really makes a massive difference, um, and I you know would never really bothered about that before until having that bass, um, and I think it really helps to give it that more kind of like music man kind of sound, um, and yeah, having that ability to do that yeah. I think is is really beneficial. So I like that. So that's where I'm starting with mine. Please take the floor. What are you thinking? Okay, so do you uh, want to finish yours first, though? Okay, okay. Because I want to hear what about finish. the neck. No, no. Done, well, you haven't even said the, the finish. Because I kind of flip flop around on the finish, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting that bit to bit that blah, 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 getting to that bit last. I think um, the neck is a stingray neck. Okay, it's a stingray neck. I hell love yeah. stingray yes. neck so much, um, and I don't actually own a stingray anymore. I saw I I sold my only stingray at the GNL because you know tough times. Um, but this year, if that's one of my base goals for this year, it's to get another Stingray because I miss it. Um, the, the neck feel is just the best I've had. The shape is, the shape is perfect. I oh, like yeah. a modern C shape on a jazz, but it almost feels a bit too thin. Sometimes I like a little bit of girth. You heard it here mm -hmm. first, everyone. Um, but then I don't really like <laughs> your big fifties P bass style. Like that is nice. Like it's okay for a certain style, but for if I'm playing hard with a pick going really fast, I like that slim ish neck, but something that's got a bit of chunk mm -hmm. that I can hold on to. So, and the Sterling Ray 24 CA that I had, which I think you had once in you as well. The neck on that's awesome. And yes. the satin feel on the back. Perfect. Um, I mean, the Sterling by Music Man that I have. Uh, I know. I actually don't know. I know. What it is. It's the Ray. I'm looking at it right. It's the do it, Ray. Do it, do it. It's the one with the cool finish. Um, in the Burley finish. <laughs> I don't know. That's the one. That's the one. Poplar Burl. Poplar. Yeah, I I love that bass. The only thing that sucks is um, the like the G tuner is like, mm. I think about to be done. Which, other than that, though, for like, a, I think it's like six, seven hundred bucks dollar base is like this thing. It kicks ass. I haven't replaced a single thing on it. I love the neck on it. The finish looks so damn good. I don't know. I've really fallen in love with Stingrays over yeah. the past. Like, I, I like hadn't two, had three a years. moment that clicked like that until I got the Stingray. And I was like, 
this is the base for me. This is the type of base that I love. Oh, this yep. is it. Why have it? Why has it taken me so long to to find this? Um, <laughs> I don't. So, so then you're probably saying, well, why do you sell it? But it was the type of base, not that base specifically. I was like, right, because that one had a slab body, and I kind of want one with a belly cut because um, yeah, sounds you know I can be a, mm-hmm. a diva, but if you're playing long practices, I like it. No, because I'm I'm the exact same way. Because if it's something that you're playing like constantly, it's something, especially if it's something that's bothering you just in the back of your head, you're going to keep thinking about it over and over again. So I totally understand you saying it's the base style, but it just wasn't that base. Like I completely understand that. The Ray 34, the one that you've got, but I want it in either the all black one or like the ash one that they do with the roasted maple neck. Damn. Damn. Yes. Oh, maybe. The oh, roasted maple. Oh, that might be something so that I have on the signature roasted maple because it looks so good. Oh, I know what I yes. do. I know what I do. It would be roasted maple neck. I'm unsure about the fingerboard. I'd normally go for like a rosewood style fingerboard, but I quite, I like the dark rosewood. I don't love the like Indian laurel or like Palfero necks. They're nice, but they, they get a bit dry too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's rosewood, great rosewood. If not, then I'll just leave it there with the roasted. Shell pink and then black. Yes, black uh, Johnny. Oh, that that's the one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Like, man, it's. I think you and I definitely have a lot of the same taste because when I see anything in like a more flatter yes. pink, not neon pink. Man, you put black hardware on it. Absolutely. Like, that um, is the it. they did a really limited run of the EHB Ibanez in shell pink, and you can't mm-hmm. see it anywhere. Uh <laughs> I was on the search for that for months. I'm not even kidding, but I think they're oh, only released in Europe. So then I saw one, I saw one on Reverb that was like thirteen hundred dollars and then would have been like an extra two hundred dollars to get it shipped and that's not including taxes and the ehb itself i think is like twelve hundred normally and i was just like (laughs) don't do it don't do it and i think i might refinish mine because again i'm not really satisfied by the pickups in it i think i'll replace the pickups and then i think i'm just gonna try and maybe refinish it myself because and i don't think Ivan has made a lot of those either. I think it was also oh, well, when the, the pandemic was first starting. So it was just one of those things where things started closing down and they couldn't really get like that yeah. many made. And I think the, they just sort the of gave shell, up the on it. Flat shell pink was so limited. Like it, it got quickly replaced by the, because then they brought out the short scale and it's like this kind of more, not fluorescent. Mm-hmm. But, yes. The word. Yeah. A metallic, metallic. Pink, which I was like, this isn't the same yeah. base. And it looks nowhere near as good, I don't think. It's still cool, but if if you're going to have pink, you want it to be a classic. It's cool, yeah. Pink. So shell pink all the way. That's a great way to put it, too. Where it's more yeah. of like that flat pastel sort of That's tone. Oh, yes, dude. Well, with a roasted maple fretboard. Mm. And neck. Just like a one piece. <laughs> I like yours That's a lot. Same if you want. Damn. Man. That's the thing about signatures is just like, yeah, like your taste changes. Like you can ask me this today's Tuesday. Uh, 
and I'll have a completely yeah. I'll, I'll different answer see for you on there. Thursday. Oh, now I'm you know? into Sunburst, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, hmm, how could, how could I sell yeah. all these bases right <laughs> now? Just get this I have, one I base. I banned myself from eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I think in terms of signature, um, I don't want to work with Fender. <laughs> and I, uh, I'll just be straightforward about that. Just because my favorite bass, like, is I bought that for five hundred dollars used, and obviously things change, uh, things cost more nowadays. Blah blah blah. Mm. But it's just like a made in Mexico jazz bass is eight hundred dollars now, like seven eight hundred bucks, yeah. and oh. it's just like, yeah, yo, what are we doing? If this was like. Because I've kind of spoke more about custom. If it was like proper signature, this is the this is the Johnny Dibble signature. It would not be a fan. if I'm going for a classic like Fender family. It would be a Squire all day. My yeah. whole ethos oh, yes. of like the Same channels here. of things is like I want to show that you can get good tone from your hands using affordable gear. You don't need to spend loads of money. Yep, that's always been my the way that I look at things. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm right with you on that. It's just one of those things where it's like, heck, give me a cheap version of this and please in the color that I want, please in the color that I want. And let me just yeah. mod the hell out of it. Because I think especially with kind of like our like specific generation, it's kind of like a lot of like our music tastes. Like you grew up listening to one thing, but then because there's so much out there you get in so much and you fall in love with so many different types of music where you end up sort of creating this hodgepodge of different genres all into one singular song sort of thing so why like i don't think that you should think any different when it comes to making an instrument or an instrument yeah. that you really want yeah totally because in you want to like bring in all the elements of what you enjoy and really make it your own and something that is unique to you you know that's why oh, sometimes yeah. i've seen a signature before that's just like a black jazz bass you know and you're like oh. yeah right yeah <laughs> you're like cool and there's like that four thousand dollars please <laughs> the, like no i don't want that uh, the I think one from, exception of that no, is ahead. probably the tim comerford stingray which is just like black and black <laughs> shit man oh god i'm really upset i did not get to keep the one that i got to use i'm really grateful that i got the opportunity to like demo it but i mean considering there were only like uh hell how many were there total there were not a lot it was like two or three hundred wow. per color i mean and they're all made in the usa like made at ernie ball's factory and everything so it makes sense um and it was a badass base but yeah it's just the simplicity of it i also understand i think with me I would really like to work with Sandberg and essentially kind of loosely recreate my favorite oh, jazz bass, but as a Sandberg. Um, and with a roasted maple neck and probably a rosewood fretboard or just keep it roasted maple. And then just do the sage green 
uh, and just kind of see if they can do a yeah that great guess, like that. relic job on it. I oh yeah, and I think the the my biggest thing is I would have to say if this is my quote signature base, you have to put the Seymour Duncan SJB three pickups in it, like. Yeah, that that would literally be like a make or break situation for me. <laughs> of course, I'm in no position to say that. I'll never be. But at the same time, it's just like yeah. that would just well, be my one. Like you said, the most it's just things. like, yo, most important things. Seymour I'm Duncan working with Seymour Duncan. Your hands. Uh, Seymour Duncan pickups and uh, and your hands, you know, so yeah. it's got to be one of that. You've got to have that in there. Yeah, I've, I've never had a bad time with Seymour Duncan pickups. Um, Any time I've ever used Seymour Duncan pickups, uh, bass or guitar i they sound incredible and um i've had the pleasure of working with them a few times too and great crew and yeah it's just one of those things where time after time again i think not only the feeling of my favorite jazz bass it's just that sound it can never ever like do me do me wrong it's played god knows how many shows with me from coast to coast back and forth a few times yeah. beat it up and it still sounds incredible strings are pretty dead still sounds incredible yeah, that's, that's, just crazy you know the treble a little bit on your amp it's all you yeah but i would love like a road worn version of my sage Let's green also bring back sage now, green because i'd sign it because i feel like that is incredible yeah i is when i bought the base i didn't know what the deal with the color was i just thought it was like a really cool color green's always been like my favorite color too so i was just like cool and i was like it's kind of like obi-wan's freaking uh <laughs> lightsaber so it's close enough right and then it's like in person it's it it's hard to capture on camera because it can be one shade of green then you capture it with completely different lighting it's yeah the base itself is a completely different shade of green and it's so weird to describe too but it's just such a good looking base and I know Fender came out with the yep. it's like Adam Clayton, I think that's his name, the basis for U2. His signature model is like sage green, but that's also like a two thousand. Yeah, I've only base. ever so seen it's just that like, color in the, for sale in the UK in the P base version of and it's, yeah, it was like two thousand two, I think the model. Um, they need to bring back some of those. That would be a great like. That's how you revamp the player series as well. Like. Just give us some new colors. Give some more, and that's why. Yep. Side tracking. That's what I really like about Fender. Why sometimes is they'll do these special runs, like the Mustang. They did in like twenty different colors. Um, not initially. Put them, put them out like three, yep. four or five, and then just slowly start doing exclusives for shops and like it in all black one and yeah, amazing. Um, so bring bring back those colors because I I would buy a sage green Sandberg patrick hunter special all day long um so <laughs> with, um have you played a sandberg before yes uh i've played a few of them um mainly at nam but even yeah, the electric that's, that's series where i operate mostly and i've had two of them the uh, the m4 and the vs4 so it's the p-base one and the and they feel it's they feel yeah. so good and play so well the neck is like kind of almost similar to the music man feeling where it's chunky but slim and comfy at the same time and they're just built so well so well 
Um, yeah, awesome. I wasn't expecting you to say Sandberg. Wasn't expecting that. So. <laughs> I feel uh, a lot of people would think that I automatically go defender, which I understand. Um, so, I don't know. It's just not that I don't like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like Fender. Obviously, I love Fender. It's just I think they just do a lot of sounds so stupid out loud. Sounds like they do a lot of stupid, just like corporate decided stuff, where it's just like guys. I get it. Yeah. People do like P bases, just like we were talking about yeah. earlier. But it's like, for fuck's sake, like let's change it up. Let's get yeah. weird with it. Let's have fun. It's kind of like it's just like the the Gibson versus Epiphone thing, where it's like you see Gibson just do two different models, and then yeah. Epiphone's it's like, fuck Cassidy it, we'll do a Wilshire because why not? We'll bring back and the embassy. We'll do this, you know, all yeah, this type of thing and. Uh, that's why I, that's the thing with with the smaller brands they're often more exciting because they can afford to take these risks because they know they'll sell um whereas with when you've got the higher price tags sometimes they don't it's there must be a real um you know lots of business decisions going into it and like you say the, the numbers sometimes talk too much um yeah squires very exciting i think and uh in our topic later on we're going to talk a little bit about squire what i want to see from them but uh amazing well coming very soon uh our signature bases uh links in the description enter the discount code um <laughs> fool's day 2022 <laughs> lovely <laughs> thanks so much um let's move on to our next segment this segment is probably my favorite on the show um and it is called that tone you own so every week we get our co-host to bring along a tone of theirs that they consider their signature sounds maybe or maybe it's just something that they think's cool at the minute that they're enjoying um so patrick i knew that it was going to be incredible like when, when you sent it over i was like right well this is going to blow my face off isn't it <laughs> and yeah of course it did and uh it just sounds so thick and nasty. Um, before I talk any more, we'll have a quick listen to it right now. Good. I do not want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to hear it back. No, thank you. It's like hearing my own voice. It's like when you edit pictures, you're just like, I don't want That's to. My face. Oh, there I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it never gets easier. You just accept it. I find it with like watching videos and me playing live. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. 
<laughs> this, this, he thought he was yeah. so cool at the time. It's it's incredible. I, I think I've got an inkling as to some of the bits of gear that are being used in there. First off, I want to say I love your obviously your style of playing, playing it very hard with a pick. Um, but the precision at which you do it whilst doing that as well is amazing. And I think that because that baseline there. I call it, I call it Hunter Special because it's like you know if you if you to show me the DI of that I I'd be like that's Patrick Hunter like it sounds like one yeah. of your bass lines um and that's a, that's a good thing I think it sounds great um uh wait is it what are your but did you write that or is or is it come for example yeah oh, yeah I did uh, it's one of uh, my old band's <laughs> it's one of my old band songs and it's we were a three piece again and my goal was to always sort of think of the guitar part on the left side and think of the bass part on the right side where we weren't playing the same things where we would sort of interject between who's doing the rhythm sort of thing where if he was my guitar player jeff was singing and playing the rhythm i could play the root notes but then also play around it and skip around it and have fun with it to where it's not just the same Here's four chords going yeah. back and forth. We're killing it and just having fun with it. So then when you actually meet together, it makes that impact of them being together that much bigger, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, I think. I think, honestly, I, I think a three-piece is so exciting. And I think that's maybe where I need to be next. I've said, I know I said that earlier, but like... Because I, I do the same thing. I, I'm rarely just playing the root note. Obviously, like in choruses, things like that, I'm very yeah. stuck down. But wherever I can, I'm like, doing a little exactly. bit. Exactly. To, <laughs> to serve the song, though, I'm, I'm still always in the pocket. I've got a big thing about that. I don't. I hate it when people are going crazy for the sake mm -hmm. of it. It's always, it's always very tasteful, trust me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I totally I hear you. No, I, I, I totally get you. I, I, that's where I would want to be as well. Um, so with this uh, sound clip here, I'm guessing that's the jazz bass. Yes, uh, jazz bass with a fresh set of Ernie Ball hybrids. I'm very simple when it comes to strings, uh, just because you know, as a kid, you walk in a guitar store, no matter what guitar store, they're going to have Ernie Balls. Uh, you want the the colorful one on the wall, please. Yeah, exactly. And then eventually, just hybrids really stuck out to me. And then hybrids and uh, cobalts. So I mean, oh, I just really like Ernie Ball strings. They've always felt good. Uh, they last usually about a month for me. Um, yeah. And they're also inexpensive. Like that was obvious. That was another main thing is like when you first start playing and everything, I was like 15, 16 and you're, like, you're unfortunately a bass player. It's like, it's two less strings than guitar strings and it's three times the price for a pack. So yeah. Whenever I need to buy, um, I really need a string endorsement. <laughs> Same. Because <laughs> I buy so many. And whenever I go and buy guitar strings for my for my one electric guitar, I'm like, oh, God, I've got to buy strings. What? It's how Yeah, much? right. <laughs> so cheap. Oh, my God. You're like six bucks. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I'm going back to early ball now, honestly. Um, kind of because I was... I was same, I'm like spending all the time on strings. So I need something that's a bit more cost effective. And also, they're just consistently really good. Yes. Um, and I've got them on the Fuji Gen that I've got behind mm -hmm. me. Um, and they sound great on there. And I was like, oh, these strings feel feel great. And and, and I was like, oh, yeah, these are these are only balls. Nice. What particular um, pack do you get for them? Just like slinkies or? 
Yeah, at the minute it is just slinkies. Um, I'm quite a simple man. I quite like to be as loose as I can get away with. Okay. So I quite like a, a 100 to 45 or 100 to 40. I quite like that kind of a bit bendier. Um, if that's if I'm playing in like standard or drop D, that's normally where I am. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going heavier, then I'll probably get like 110. My jazz bass, the Squire, has got um 120 on there at the minute uh to something i can't remember but because it's in drop c um so obviously then gotta get those thick boys but <laughs> i generally like to go light as possible i only tried the cobalts once and i had a bad experience with them so i think i need to try them again you, I, I think you should i like the cobalts a lot but my main ones are the the hybrids so whereas the regular slinkies it's like 105 uh 70 50 or something like that hybrids yeah. they're the same for the low two strings so your e and a are the same but they're your d and your g are actually lighter and nice i've really found especially live over the years was that mm. uh i didn't have to really use a compressor because the thinner gauge of those top two strings would really help stand out huh. and they're also just super comfortable yeah, but that's just me personally. Do they do them? In, I'm sorry, I'm 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 going to buy some now. <laughs> <laughs> Live on air. I'm uh, just looking at the gauges. Yeah, like there's not a huge it. difference between them. No, is it like five or something like that? It's like I think so. Forty-five. Oh, I'm looking. Flipping out. I was looking at the wrong ones. <laughs> I was like, they're the same. <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch! You lied. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent my hard-earned money on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, it's only five in it, but it, it makes a big difference, you know. And it, it just has that slightly like more trebly sound to your upper strings too, but not like harsh or anything like that. I don't know. It's just hybrids were when I first, I think I got them initially because they were out, like whatever guitar store I was at was out of slinkies. And I was like, I guess I'll try these. And I was like, oh, it's not like a huge difference, but I really like the subtle difference of it though. But yeah, yeah, it's the jazz bass fresh set of Ernie Ball hybrids because as every bassist should know before you record something, you should put on fresh strings if you can. Absolutely. Unless you're playing like some flat wound thing. Yeah. Then you're just rounds. cheating. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I love flats though. They're so like weird and they're, they shouldn't work, but they really do work. I don't know. I Because yeah, I my I, main P bass I replaced with flats and I was like, this is great. Uh, Nice. Yeah, I've I've got the Sire D5 on the way and I'm that I'm planning on that being my flat space. Johnny, I'm um, so sorry about the D5, by the way. <laughs> I feel like this has been like more I, than like half a year now of you just being like, son of a bitch. It's a source of it, okay? <laughs> I'm surprised that I mustered the courage to bring it up. Every time like you like I see you like updated on Instagram, it's so great. And then it's just like fuck, man. I always feel I, so bad. It was the eighth of February. 2021 that i ordered it oh it's coming man. up to a year oh god <laughs> so yeah i i'm every day i'm checking my emails from from anderton's being like oh please don't say yeah this. right yeah <laughs> oh god this is i'm checking them now just as <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> now i find that. you're like come on captain give me something good <laughs> yeah god damn it that's no, okay it's okay it's all good it's annoying because i can they've got them there at the studio as well because they're in the background and i'm like <laughs> 
I can see it. But anyway, anyway. <sighs> Makes um, you wonder how many people order them before you then. Yeah, well, I ordered it like like the day after they announced it, I think. And yeah, crazy. But everyone, they're pretty much not in the UK at the minute. I think there's one for sale secondhand at the minute. And it's because somebody got it abroad, I think. Uh, and oh, everyone's like... In. What? Can't get this anywhere. Um, I just closed the notes on my phone. That was silly, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so what's your signal chain after that then? We've got the strings, we've got the bass. Are you going into any pedals here or is it all um, amp sims or what's going on? That was strictly the Alpha Omega Photon and that's it. Even like oh. the cabs and everything. So that was just directly into my focus rate, Scarlet. Um, because live, I would usually have like my dark glass microtubes 500 and then just use the Alpha Omega as my, like, it never turned off. This is yeah. before like they came out with the Alpha Omega head too. Mm. So if I were to play live today, I would just use Alpha Omega head. Cause the Alpha Omega my main is, sound. yeah. Cause the Alpha Omega is your like favorite. Oh man, stuff, isn't it? It's so sick. It's like a vintage microtubes on steroids, but in a really good way. Well, that's the thing because I've got the vintage ultra version two on my pedal board. Um, and it's the first, cause I, I go back and forth with dark glass. I must mm -hmm. have long-term sans amp user. I love a nice scoopy clean tone. Um, but you know, taste change and, but I love the, dark glass distortion sound the thing i never yeah. got on board with was how whenever i you know i had i've had several i've had the x ultra and the microtubes just b7k um, and whenever i kicked them in i'd love how it sounded but i wanted the way that i used distortion to be here's the distortion now i take it away you know like oh yeah use yeah it as an effect rather than an always on yeah so I found always found that the dark glass wasn't quite right for doing that for me with the pedals that I had at the time anyway, because they would be like, here's the dark glass sound. And then <laughs> it's completely changed the clean sound. And then you're back to the, the scoop sound. And it, yeah. it never really worked for me like that. And you're like, this is not what I want. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love both sounds, but they don't work together. Um, yeah. I don't understand that. But, but there's a, but, um, the the vintage is is right up my alley. It's it's that perfect like nice transparent um, mm -hmm. vintagey sounding overdrive that I really like. What's in the name? Um, but I still am tempted to get the Alpha Omega now, even if I just get like the Omicron one. Um, not oh, the little one, absolutely. Yeah, just then I feel like you could have the the vintage, especially if you just. Like you could keep the drive low and have that as like your main sound. So it'd be more of that warm, classic, overdriven sound, but like just a little crunchy, not too much. And then yeah. you could add the Omicron on top of that too and make it like super thick. Yeah, absolutely. Um for and um, um viewers at home, when I say Omicron, I mean the pedal, not the not the variant. Please don't <laughs> I don't want that. Bit of that on my board. Um there's plenty of that here in Austin if you want some. <laughs> send it my just way. Come on over. <laughs> send it my way. Get it in me. It's, it's not like chicken box. <laughs> like get yeah. push your kids near it. <laughs> get it now. Get it over and done with. Um but but yeah, and and yeah, actually one of my favorite settings is that dark glass is to have the drive all the way down, but the blend all the way up. Yes, and, exactly. Oh, it adds just this spice and a little bit of bite to it with that mm -hmm. jazz bass 
flipping heck is incredible. And it's not overbearing. It's not clanky. It's just nice, thick, and gritty. Yeah, it's almost kind of acting like a like a driven compressor or something. But then you add right. like some subtle compression on the low end in there, and you've got this <laughs> oh, nasty sound. Um, sorry, we've we've completely digressed from what we were talking about. <laughs> Again, we're very good at this. Um, but that hey, that's a good podcast, right? Um, so where were we then? Yeah, so so into there, and so it's just using the the um the dark glass, the panel, photon, the photon. That's it. I was I had it in my yes. head then. I was like, was that right? Yeah, yeah, the photon, and yeah, that is. Do you think that's your favorite dark glass pedal to date? Yes, because it's just my favorite distortion circuit. But now it's got all the extra little goodie bits. Hell, it could be my audio interface if i wanted to yeah. as well yeah which is really cool it's just one of those things where i understand because it is so expensive people are just like yo that's a pedal but it's just like it is just a pedal technically but it does so much more on top of yeah, that it's kind of built to be it can everything. be like midi yeah it can be like midi controlled and it's just like i'm too dumb for midi so i'm like i don't know what it means but i know it's cool though i know it's cool i have the same opinion where i'm like i do want a quad cortex but i feel like i'm <laughs> oh god there. yeah I, I i think i'm gonna try and get one this year and um i know i'm gonna be in over my head <laughs> just everyone, straight everyone up. that i've spoken to that has one has been like no trust me like it's really easy to use and they do look like I've got yeah. the HX stomp and it's like I'm about to say you have the you have the stomp, so I mean it's same, same but different, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. I it's I have a love hate with modelers and amp sims and things like this because I've kind of realized that less is more sometimes and when if I've got all these options and so much and so many little tiny yeah. tweaks that I can do, it zaps all creativity out of me. And then I'm sat there going, Oh, it hasn't got enough bed fridge at this frequency. You know, and, yep. it, and 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 I end up just hating it. And I'm like, oh God, this is and then when if I can't get it to sound right and I don't like it, then I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, there's so yeah. I should be able to get every tone that I want and every amazing tone out of this, and I can't do it. Ooh, you know. Can I give one suggestion for you if you haven't tried it before? Because this plugin changed my brain, I swear to God. Um, the Corey Wong Neural DSP plugin, Ooh. traditionally a guitar plugin, yeah. yes, but they actually made it in mind with both because Corey has his own bass like presets on there oh and that's the main tone i've been using i think for the past like six months or so Holy and it's very transparent and it's very but it gives you a nice thick bass tone if you want it and i've had an absolute blast with it and of course with like neural dsp stuff it's like you can get was it like seven days free 14 days free yeah, or something like that yeah. and then like i bought it like after like two days because i was just like damn and there's so much you can do with it. And there's a new update for it. And they gave it a chorus pedal. So, <laughs> well, well, yeah, because I know he started out on bass, Corey Wong. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's really, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Um, it's I've, talking about like um, getting the finesse of tone and things like that. I've kind of made my peace with it now. I use it in a way yeah. that I get on with it. And uh, I, I, I learned something about myself in, in that whole process. And, about what I enjoy and what process I can use with things like that. But 
Yeah. Oh, thank you for the for the tip. I'm I'm gonna check that out. I'm now. kind of because yeah, because I was kind of in the same boat where I was just like, man, I'm sick of fiddling with this. I'm so done with it. And when I started using the Corey Wong one, it was just like I started with one of the presets, made it a little more myself. And then on top of having the different amps and cabs and stuff, there's only like three amps, three amp heads and three cabs. Yeah. And then there's a 10 band graphic EQ you can use on top of that as well that I just like lower the mids just a bit. Yeah. And then now it's my set it and forget it tone. So it's like pretty much every just strictly bass demo for clean sound. I just use that no matter what. And then there's like a little tube screamer thing you could add to it too. Um, but yeah, that and like the Ampeg SVT suite. Mm -hmm. I've had a blast with that one too. Nice. Yeah, they because they offered, a, I think they were offering a free trial. And I didn't, I missed it, you know, I was like, bloody hell. Um, but yeah, it's, it does sound so good. And and I love all things Ampeg. Um, that's the majority of the time. I've got all these amp sims in here, but I'm just pretty much using the SVT all the time with the, yeah. with the 810 <laughs> cab, because I, in my opinion, it's like one of the only ones that sounds, or at least what I want it to sound like, you know, I want it to sound huge. And so I need the big exactly. cab. Um, it's got the fridge sound to exactly, it. Exactly. And it's just as cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, I've learned something, and I hope everyone at home's learned something as well. Um, Neural DSP, if you want to uh, sponsor this, uh, and, you know, just reach out. <laughs> uh, one day I'll stop asking for stuff from people that will never listen. Never stop asking. That's that. Be hungry forever. Yum, 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 yum. Um, so... Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else you wanted to to talk about with that with your delicious tone? Um, it's taken a lot of years for me to even know what I want. A lot of times I don't know what I want, but then you just sort of keep messing around and you figure it out. I think a lot of people, especially when they really start getting into tones and stuff, they want this and they want it now sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like the the good and bad thing about like plugins and amp sims and stuff like that is you're able to get something like pretty quick but then it's also i think you need to learn how to dial in a tone and i think you really need to learn that your tone does come from your picking hand 100 percent. like it and that's one of those things when i actually came to terms with it because i remember for like years i was like no it doesn't that's so stupid and it's just like because you give someone the same gear you put it through five different people's hands, you're going to get five completely different tones. Definitely. And I just never understood that. It's just like, it's a patience game. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I start to hear, and once you get to know your playing style and how, how oh, yeah. you start to hear gear in a different way, I think that you start mm -hmm. listening to something and you're like, I can hear a characteristic in there that I know if I played it, it would sound how I want it to, or like it would sound this right? way. Yeah. Um, like I'll see some set, some semi hollow bass that someone's demoing. And I'm like, if I put some distortion on that and, you know, really, mm -hmm. like, I feel like those pickups are going to saturate that distortion so well, let's do it. You know? And so <laughs> you kind of just learn these little nuances about, about yourself along the way. That's what music's about. Oh know? yeah. Um, amazing thank you so much um loads of advice in there for for me and for all the listeners at home very valuable guest you are um so let's move <laughs> on to the final segment of the podcast 
So now we're on to the big base debate. Now, normally this comes in the form of a question or it's just a subject that I've pulled out of thin air. Um, the latter is the case with this one because I wanted to talk about, like I said, being the first podcast of the year, I want to talk about 2022 moving forward. Predictions, what are we going to see? There's no NAM this year, but people are probably still going to release things like Ibanez, you know, in January time. Hell, by the time this goes out, there's probably more announcements that we've missed. Um, I've True. got a list of things that I think I want to see or I think will happen just based on what we haven't seen in previous years. Um, I've I've got three things written down that I, I think I'd, I'd like to see. Have you got any in mind? I have two really oh, big ones. Nice. Well, if I start then, then we can go me, then you, then me, then you. Wait, like that. Perfect. Um, first off is kind of something we touched on earlier, and that is um, some roasted maple squires. Um, yes. I think they've been testing the waters with this, with the contemporary range, you know, like the active matte finish ones, uh, mm -hmm. which just, oh, the olive green one. Oh, give it to me. Um, yeah, looks so good, and I take that in a five string. Oh, um, and, and the maple neck looks next look great. I think, I think they're testing the waters, and they they're going to do some more. I think Fender are quite late to the game in doing this. The Squire Contemporary like Strat has got it as well. I I think they're yeah. getting there, and I loved that drop with like the para new paranormal stuff. And Squire do great things. I think this year they've had a great year. Um, or 2021, shall I say? So I think we're going to get some some roasted maple stuff in, maybe in like the classic vibe range, or even redo the classic vibe range, rename it, bring back vintage modified. You know, um, I, I feel like yes, I always see people commenting, and I you know I've played them myself. The old vintage modified stuff was so good in that era, and then the classic vibe is still good, but it has taken a dip a bit. Um, in terms of quality and reputation, I think it, it's starting to slip a little bit with Squire because... And it's just going up in yeah, price, Well, Yeah, too. exactly, with all that inflation. Um, like, I, I know, I think you had some issues as well with the the Classic Vibe Mustang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really disappointing. And I was like, damn, this was $400, yeah. too. And I think it's just because Harley Benton's just like kind of they've they've honestly just completely changed yeah. the game in terms of what you're able to get for absolutely they're, they're making i think i said it in a video recently they're making competitors compete because yeah oh yeah 100 yeah. should it's, it's really <laughs> i love it healthy competition competition is so good for, for the consumer for the industry everything mm -hmm. um so i love it um, of course, they're able to do that because they cut out the middleman and sell direct, pretty, yep. you know, through Toman. Um, uh, la, 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 what was I saying? Uh, Squire, yeah. So I think they've they've got to raise the bar again. They've risen the bar with their Affinity series. I think that new range is being received a lot higher than the old Affinity range, um, and so I want to see the same again now with uh, the classic vibe. Or, or bring it back, take it back to the vintage modified era. I think there's some changes they need to do with quality control in those factories in Indonesia. I've personally not had any lemons. I've had one that was like some weird different colored woods, which you wouldn't think would make it pass. Yeah. But 
yeah, I think that I, I always recommend to people, if you're going to buy one, try it out first. Try it in a shop to make sure that you've got a good one. Yeah, if you can. Um, but yeah, I want to see some more squires with some roasted maple in there. What, what would be that. your first thing that you want to see? Um, so it's funny that you bring that up because I I want to see a Starcaster base. I want really cool hollow body bases. And I'm surprised that, I don't know what the deal is, but there has to be something between Fender and Mike mm. Kerr of Royal Blood, considering he they've custom made him that like orange, like Jaguar, uh, Jaguar yeah. base. Yeah, with just like the one humbucker. But it's like, yo, where's his signature model? Where's that bright orange one humbucker? Yeah. Sim like super simple, straightforward. But hey, look, they've, they've kind of started doing it with the Affinity one with the single humbucker Jaguar, which was a mm -hmm. medium scale, which I, I didn't love. Um, but yeah, yeah, like. They they can do it. They've the groundwork. Let's see it. Mm -hmm. I just want to see like, I think my my big one is like not only the Starcaster, but I want to see weird colors, like weird. Let's like like the whole marketing team needs to like just go do acid in like the forest or something <laughs> together, and then come back. Give us some weird colors. I love traditional sunburst colors. I love that um, a lot of manufacturers have started doing matte finishes now which uh i can definitely think that you think the same way which as uh someone pointing lights at a finish thank you very much for <laughs> that it's just one of those things i love matte finishes they don't show fingerprints as much and it's just i i want to see a a bigger variety and a, just uh more risks from bigger companies but at the same time this is probably not the right time to ask that because uh logistics is still completely yeah fucked. yeah because <laughs> of the exactly. pandemic that's never yeah. going away no i just i blame sire i just blame sire <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing like that's the thing about sires like sires doing like a bunch of awesome like really yeah. cool shit and it's just like damn dude like and they're, they're selling it you know like hotcakes yep um and you know they, they seemingly came out of nowhere as well and did all that so i think it's you know sometimes we can make up excuses for these big companies when really they surely they have the power and the money to take to do this and the market share they to, sure to, do to make us bigger splash you know don't get me wrong i love I, I love 50s aesthetics on guitars like your anodized gold scratch plates and your yeah. you know the black bodies and all the white bodies with with that or it's unreal but we've had 70 yeah, years of it too, exactly so it's like all right exactly so switch let's, it up. let's take it to, to 2022 baby um <laughs> yeah totally agree and the star cast i think would be really cool they they're hard to get oh, hold of right. now as well like can't see them anywhere they're stupid expensive too i was looking one up and it was like 1200 dollars, and i was like this is used this was totally like 800 dollars when yeah. it came out and new so it's when just like, they, damn it. If they bring it out, I want to see it across all levels as well. Like, give us an American one, give us a Mexican yes. one, and give us an Indonesian-made one. Because they did. They seem to do that with the dimension base. Do you remember that? Like, they just mm -hmm. went, I do. here yep. it is, in all, like, levels and colors and stuff, and five strings and four strings. Like, and it was like, where's this come from? Okay. Um, so let's, let's see that with some more models. Nice. I love it. Um, so the next one for me... Um, I want to see Sterling do a cutlass. 
I yes. never played one. Never played the Music Man Cutlass. Um, it's for those that don't know, it's essentially their version of a P bass, um, kind of like Sandberg with the. It's like a P bass pickup with, but with just four magnets. You know, like two on each. I'm describing this really badly. Just basically imagine a Music Man pickup, but in the shape of a P bass. It's got two. Per, oh, flipping neck. This is Johnny. This is this is that's uh, the one. Coils? Yeah, is that, that's coils, right? Two big pole I think. pieces <laughs> per pickup. There you go. <laughs> yes. Honestly, that that's exactly all my videos are like. It's just me going, uh, but oh, oh, no, say again. That's why the yeah, editing is so frantic. That's me just in general <laughs> in life. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna see that. I wanna see I, I love stingrays. Don't get me wrong. Bloody love them. But let's let's see let's see that as well. See the offering in the I would love to see an affordable yeah, version. Totally. And it's funny that you bring that up because uh, when I first met Zach from Coed and Cambria, when I did a like, oh, yeah. let's talk to I you love with that him, video. Uh, that was cool. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, it like that was like the most surreal experience of my life because it's like cool. It's your favorite fucking uh, band. Yeah. Don't be weird. <laughs> yeah, and Zach's the most like kind-hearted, just most level-headed, just sweetest that was fucking guy. Such and relief, things like that. All he had for that tour were cutlasses, and I knew he was a P-bass guy. I knew it, and I was just like. So what's with the cutlasses? And he was straight up just like, uh, yeah, so me and my tech hit Fender up and they just never got back oh. to me. And I was just like, uh, while you're headlining with Mastodon and headlining over here with Taking Back Sunday and Fender's like, he said, yeah, we sent it to like multiple A&R guys that we know are still active and and he was like, and that was kind of a bummer. But then my tech told me about these cool, like, P-based style from Ernie Ball. So we hit up Ernie Ball, and they were super welcoming and asked how many we wanted. Asked me if I wanted them, like, in different colors and stuff and nice. sent over strings with it, too. And, like, I was like, damn, so you got burned. And then this other company was just like, yo, let's let's pick that up for you and don't Things worry about it. Happened like, for a reason. That's cool. Silver linings and all that stuff. Yeah, and I got to play his cutlass too, like uh like pre like soundtrack or whatever, like on stage with his fucking giant ass fender bass master, like full rig. Oh my god. And talk about being nervous too, because like the whole crew's yeah. just chilling or whatever, but it's just like this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like trying to keep it quiet, like, but it's like it's not yeah. how that works when yeah. you're on that you're like, amphitheater. I've forgotten stage. how to play everything. Uh, yeah. I don't have any picks on me, I guess I'll slap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or you're exactly. there, like arm muting and so and like that cutlass felt so good but they they've yeah. only made american ones they've only made actual ernie ball ones yeah, not because like, by music i ones. love like i said a, a stingray style neck and music man neck give us that on, mm -hmm. on the place and it's match made in heaven like beautiful and like a classic p bass people love it for the for the neck and the way that it kind of limits you that's what i kind of like about a p bass is that it forces you to play in a slightly different way but you know it, it's exactly it's, a, it's another flavor isn't it it's a different taste with the cutlass so and and different sound i think those pickups they're, they're not they are it is p bass sounding but it's got a slightly different characteristic i think it's a bit more modern um Absolutely. which is what i found with the um sandberg electra which has a similar kind of style of pickup but uh yes bring it on come on let's do it sterling if you're watching i've promoted it for you now so just send just send them across send them across we'll take them right 
And Sterling's done so many cool finishes lately too in the past couple of years. Like they're making their mark. Yeah. And it's like, hell Absolutely. yeah, man. And like that that's the sub series has been like one of the biggest selling. Uh and it's like basically yeah. people rave about, you know. Um so yeah. Great, great stuff all round. Give it to us now. Um take the floor. What what else do you want to see? Um so not just like bass guitar specific but just all all, all around um i i think i just want to see more useful like kind of multi-effects so after i tried out the zoom what was it like the z4 or something yeah. like that b4 i think zoom b4 100 bucks thing sounds killer uh andrew yeah. uh amp the bass player that's literally all he uses and like he makes that sound so good, he does yes. all of his like uh, yeah, it's, it's how to thumb, sound like series with it. And it's came like, out dude, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yes, and uh, I know there's like the helix and everything, and there's so many to take care of. But I I would love to see more, like I guess just more yeah. bass centered ones, where it's just a bass multi effects one. Where because uh, basically like with the zoom as as cool as it was when I played it, uh obviously there's a lot more things where it's just like oh here's like the jocko sound or something like that if it's just a regular effects unit where say i don't know how many the 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 stomp has but like obviously compared oh, yeah. to like how many guitar presets there are which i mean we all as bass players get like we know we understand so like i want to yeah. see more like bass specific ones totally like that I've zoom b3 um and it's awesome it's so good and you're, you're totally right we we know the assignment we understand uh it's, we're, we're swamped <laughs> with all the guitar stuff you know and on the stomp it is mostly that one thing about the stomp presets are bad presets are no good none of them it's, it's, <laughs> they're notorious for it line six like people are always like yeah just as long as you can get past the presets and work out your own stuff you'll be all right i feel that's like the the case for quite a yeah. few multi-effects units too is uh, I even heard like that about the the quad cortex when it first came out, where it's just like, man, some of these like stock really? ones sound so like garbage. But then I d I don't know if that was just like people just purposely just being dicks about it because yeah. they like love their Kimpers or whatever the hell they're called. So it's just like, so I, man, guitarists are I weird. Was about to say, I've heard the complete opposite about the the quad cortex. That that's the one thing they've been like, holy moly, like the presets are actually really good. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> One thing, you know, the new Harley Benton one is out now. Doesn't look like there's any bass stuff on it. Nothing. I might I might be wrong, but like any yeah. marketing they've done and anything on the website, no mention of bass whatsoever. Maybe there's a bass centered one coming out. Don't know. We'll be good. That'd be cool. I, I mean, I know. Uh, so Hunter uh, Aggiefish, he works with harley benton a lot in terms of yeah uh creating like new guitars and stuff like he works on um what's it called whenever uh like oh consulting or whatever so he helps with that and there's been so many times where i've literally just like texted hunter and been like hey this is a gibson <laughs> grabber now make it <laughs> yeah and he's just like, he's like, what's the appeal of this? I was like, if you make a four, $500 Gibson grabber, like 
sort of thing where it's just not like like where it's just different enough where they don't get sued i was like they will sell and he was just like are you sure and i was like it's literally all we're asking for (laughs) and like (laughs) it's amazing that you said this because i'll move now on to my last one which is ripper slash grabber Dude, yes. I love that we were thinking the same thing. (laughs) Whether it's Harley Benson or Epiphone, you know, bring it back in some capacity that's an affordable version. Um, Yeah. Come on, just give it to us. I feel like there's nobody that's filled that gap in the market. Um, It's just... I I think the closest is Sarek, but they're considering they're handmade in Chicago. You know, it's... Exactly. Um, and I know Gibson reissued the, yeah, was it like the RD like in 2018 or something like that, but it was still like $1,800. And of course it's Gibson. So after like six months or something like that, seemingly yeah. it was just sort of disappeared. And, and you know, it's not just like, come good job, Gibson. You did it either. Oh no, absolutely not. And so, yeah, I, I think the coolest thing Gibson did was they did the reverse, uh, the well, the non-reverse Thunderbird last year, but it's also like eighteen hundred dollars, and I already know what it feels like, and I already know what it sounds like too because they haven't changed yeah, anything. That's in like that's what Andrew years. was saying in the last year we did the other day. It was like, yeah, like it's one of my worst bases of the year because it just played disgustingly, <laughs> like in the shop. Yeah, if I get the opportunity to try one out, I'm I, I have to just because. I mean, I'm sure after two seconds playing, I'll be yeah. like, it's shocking, it's isn't it? When you get <laughs> but... something that's 300 quid or like $400, you know, on, on, on the shelf, and it plays great out the box, pick up something that's like upwards of a thousand, and you're like, what is the excuse here? Like, this is terrible. Like, and it just doesn't give me a good right. uh, impression or first impression of what this is going to sound like because. The best is like you. It, the best is when you're thinking like, I paid how much <laughs> yeah, for this right. neck dive? Hey, it's he- that's heritage <laughs> in that neck dive. <laughs> <laughs> it's traditional. It's like a and you will a like it for our reputation. You know, we're trying to hold it up, but it's just going down. <laughs> yep. God, I would love to see someone tackle a grabber of some sort, and I think Sarek did it beautifully because it looks so damn good and so classy too but again because they're like handmade in chicago they are not cheap but apparently like they are worth every single penny things of course if you're ordering from there you know what you want and you're gonna love it because it's custom made exactly um yeah but yeah just pay nothing but good things and they sound phenomenal um just so uh consistent and warm and gives me that fuzzy feeling inside um I think if Harley Benton doesn't do it, then I think uh, Dunnable should. As Dunnable's done, like they have their Dunnable uh, R2. Um, or is it Dunnable? I've, it's D U N A B L E. I heard of this. Look up R2. Um, they're by Sasha Dunnable, who's in, uh, is it Intronaut? Uh, Intronaut, I think. <laughs> oh, I oh you're wrong. Uh, but just look up the, the Dunnable yeah. R2, and they have the DE series, which is $1,300, oh, and it's an RD style I know base. This. So I think that's one way to push into it. And I think if they did like a like a ripper or a grabber style, it's just kind of weird because 
I think like grabbers are just they're there, <laughs> but the the, the I, license I don't know the what it is being public domain soon. Like, <laughs> like, haven't been used for that long. Yeah, no um, kidding. Yeah, I, I'm totally on the same page. I I really I want I want the classic grabber with the movable pickup as well. Like that's such a cool such mm-hmm. a cool feature. I want to be able to slide it. See, and I don't know how you know back in the day how useful that actually was to people, but I love the idea of that and being able to move it up and down, get a different sound out of it. Um, you know, it's not a P pickup. Yeah. It's not a J yeah, pickup. It's totally. something different. And it's going to give you <laughs> totally different sounds and, and feeling as well. Cause those, you know, they're notoriously weigh an absolute ton. Uh, those bits. Cause, cause you've got, yeah. What is it you've got? You've got a Gibson. You grab or a ripper. I had, I had a ripper. Uh, I sold it because I realized, you know what? I'm just not in love with it. It's had quite a lot of work done um, as well, didn't it? And yeah, it was like a 73 or something like that too. It was a cool base. I used to have a grabber, um, a natural one. And I sold that probably like six years ago or so. Um, I still regret selling it. No, it was like seven years ago. It was a while. And then I got a Gibson Grabber 2 last year. Um, but the truss uh, rod turned out to be broken. That's my worst so I sent it back to the guy. I sent it back to the guy in Japan. And yeah, he was not happy at all. I was just like, yo, uh, it's funny because I remember not. I remember spending $1,400 for a, a Gibson Grabber that's <laughs> not <Wow>. broken. <laughs> and I, I was heartbroken by that. But uh, this is one of those things. It sucked. Damn. But, you well, know, Harley I, Benton. No, pay for bills it's with a broken grabber. Really expensive doorstop. <laughs> right. right? Well, Harley Benton, <laughs> put the Marquez in the bin and uh, help us out here. Give us something that we want, please. Beautiful. For real. I just think if they did it, like it would be a knockout of the park. I guess I'm pretty biased technically, though. Hey, so. You're only biased because you've got good taste, you know. That's, that's how I think. That's how I approach everything. Well, considering we had the same answer, then what? I guess. Oh, would you look? Great at minds that? are thinking do. alike, baby. <laughs> oh, so thank you so much, mate, for for coming on. That brings us to the end of our podcast is, is we've been going for like nearly two hours now and it doesn't feel like that at all it's absolutely it really doesn't i'm sorry i kept talking i should have warned you ahead of time at least because it's like <laughs> cool i get to finally hang out with johnny and then it's also just like oh yeah but i also like talking gear but you like talking <laughs> it's, gear it's too, a so massive it's just like a mistake. back and forth that never ends <laughs> <laughs> let's never do this again no <laughs> opposite let's do this again um i hope to come back on in the future be really cool we can shoot the sh- shoot the shit all day i would love to man um yeah i i mean i feel like i don't need to say this i've asked people to promote themselves at the end but if people are watching this they know who you are but hey for those that might be living under a rock where can people find you and all that guys well um you can look me up at johnny dibble j-o-n-n-y space d-i-b-b-l-e uh, <laughs> i'm a really cool bloke i i am the dog's bollocks and 
Well, really, my name is Patrick Hunter, but Johnny, you are so fun. You're just like so chill. I love it, man. I love that we finally got to do this. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, like, yeah, you are literally like okay. a part of me just across the pond. It's cut from the same cloth. That's how I think of it. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been an honor <laughs> and a pleasure. YouTube, Instagram, Patreon, go and sign up if you haven't. You won't regret it. Uh, and get involved. Go and leave a comment. Leave a comment down below on this video as well. If you've come from Patrick's channel or you're a fan of this channel, comment down below sharing the love. That's what it's all about. We want to see positive comments down there. None of this ripping each other's throats out and all that. No, that's what it's a beautiful place to be. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Patrick, thank you so much again for coming on. And we'll see you all again very soon. That's not how I... Yeah, that's not normally how I end it. That's, Bye, y'all. Got, got my own catchphrase wrong. Oh, yeah, here we go. Thank you <laughs> so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Wait, say thank y'all for listening. Oh, sorry. Should I start nicking that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I've really, it's really just... become the British factor, aren't I? <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 